You're listening to Interviews with Adam. I am your host, Adam Miller. And for the past several weeks, we have been talking with uh, some of the voices behind the music here on Songtime. Our motto is Many Voices, One Message. And one of those voices that's been with Songtime probably uh, uh, for longer than many of the musicians here on the program, but for good reason, is Steve Green. He was our our musician, our singer, this last Songtime conference here on Cape Cod. He's a good friend of our own, Dr. John DeBrine. Steve, thank you so much for being a part of our program. Absolutely. Thank you. It's my privilege. Uh, Steve, tell us a little bit about uh, your story. I, I know that you've been very open with your story, especially at our conference and in other ways and in other capacities to talk about how you got into music. But for our listeners who don't know, um, you had an interesting track. You started off as a missionary kid. You went off to college. You you kind of went in one direction, and then God kind of called you into another direction. So tell us a little bit about uh, that kind of, it's it's kind of a different story to how you got into music. Sure, and and you're right. I mean, I uh, my folks were missionaries in Argentina. I lived there off and on until I was uh, 18. And, you know, a, a part of that story involves, um, you know, a couple of different elements. One is uh, a boarding school, and, uh, you know, that I don't, think it's done much these days anymore, but back in that era, it was pretty common for missionary parents to send their children off to boarding schools so that they could, you know, do their mission work. Um, and, and my journey into a boarding school started at age seven. That's pretty early. And so that certainly had some effects on me. It, it, it uh, you know, it some there were some positive things that had happened at the school, but there were also some some difficult things. I don't think in the way of abuse necessarily, but just the sense of of you know being homeless, uh, a, a little a little kid without a mom and dad, and that and that uh, you know shapes you. So that's one element. The other element is um, you know growing up as a third culture kid, um, not really being at home anywhere. You're not really sure where your home is. Um, so all of that added up to some some rebellion, uh, a sense of just you know not knowing where I fit in, where I belonged. And by the time I came back to the States at age 18, uh, I, I felt pretty lost and uh, was, was also hard-hearted. I didn't want any of that mission stuff. I did not want to be a missionary. I did not want to be really even, you know, serving Christ in any kind of capacity. And so I set my sights uh, for law. I thought, you know what, I'm going to study. I'm going to become an attorney. I'm going to live the American dream. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> and, and as you said, you know, God certainly has his way of intervening in our lives. And, uh, I'm so glad. I mean, there's a lot of people who kind of have a deistic view of God that, you know, he's he's up there somewhere, but he's not involved in, in the affairs of people. And I'm so thankful that is not the case. I mean, read read through the scriptures and you'll see that apart from God's intervention in the affairs of our lives, we'd be hopelessly lost. And so God did intervene and he brought uh, a gentleman into my life uh, a professor of music at Grand Canyon University who took me under his wing, saw something, even though I really hadn't been involved in music, um, and he turned me into a musician <laughs> and a singer and uh, and really set me on a course that, uh, you know, now what, uh, all these years later, 
It's been the delight of my life to be able to serve Christ and to proclaim the gospel in over 50 countries around the world. So God transformed my heart, changed my direction, and set me where he wanted me to be. Now, uh, what I have really appreciated uh, about you and your music, as well as the testimony behind it, is that uh, you you take a great deal of of dedication to not only your craft and your 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 music, but into the the, the study that goes in behind all of the music, in in the selecting of the songs that you sing, as well as your your own personal devotions. I know I've talked with you the last time you were here on Cape Cod for our conference, and um, you're still in school, correct? You're still yeah, studying. Yeah, in fact, I'm, I am, but I'm just finishing up. So I'll graduate May 13th with my son. Um, uh, in fact, he's he's getting his MDiv, and we'll walk together the same day, which is pretty exciting. So this has been a lifelong pursuit for you to grow deeper in your faith. How has that impacted uh, your ministry, which is not just singing? Uh, tell us a little sure. bit about that. Well, think of, think of the only thing that helps anybody is God's Word. I mean, God has spoken to us clearly in His Word. He's revealed, um, you know, the whole scope of reality, uh, you know, where we come from, what went wrong, is there any way to have it fixed, and where are we going? And, uh, and, and the only way we know who God is, I mean, even in uh, a, a, a bit of a limited way, because how can we ever really fully grasp the immensity of, of, of our God, but he has revealed all that we need to know about him, all that he wants us to know about him in his word. And so, you know, I was talking to my granddaughter, in fact, uh, she came, she's six years old, Addie, and she and her family came to see me uh, last week at a concert, and and uh, she asked me after the concert, she goes, uh, why, why do you just sing spiritual songs? <laughs> why don't you sing other songs? And I said, well, it's have the greatest impact with the people that are listening to me for that time period. And the best thing I can do is remind them of what is true and point them toward the greatness of God, um, the glory of the cross, uh, and and rehearse the things that matter, and of course I, you know that kind of went over her head, but I think she nodded and walked off. <laughs> but that's that's the way I see it. You know the scriptures have uh, been saturated your music, and that's something that is very clear. You know there are a lot of Christian songs out there. There's a lot of uh, very spiritual songs, but the ones that you've sung, the ones that you've chosen, the ones that you've uh, put together have a very sound. Um, message that you're trying to convey. What do you think is that guiding principle that you look at when you're when you're choosing all of these different songs? Well, I think you know it has to has to be filtered through the grid of of God's word. So, you know, I mean, um, I'm thinking back to a, a musical that uh, someone wanted me to be a part of, and so they sent me the lyrics. Well, the first thing I do is I'm going to read through all those lyrics, and I'm going to see. You know, is this is this line up with um, what God has revealed to us in His Word? Is this scriptural? Is it true? And there were some things in there that weren't. There was one line that said, talking about Christ, saying that He was taken before His time. Well, anyone who's read the Word goes, no, that's not true. He wasn't taken before His time, and it was in the fullness of time. It was God's perfect time. Uh, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't a mistake. It was perfect. So little things like that that you think, 
Um, and then maybe there's other songs that 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 place a different emphasis even on salvation, um, making the atonement of Christ all about us instead of the glory of God. Uh, so there's little subtle things that that you know if if our hearts are really saturated in God's word will pop up and you and it isn't that you know our job is to is to uh, you know nitpick and point out every little flaw everywhere you see that's who wants to live like that but when it comes to what I want to sing and what I'm going to record um I want it to be in line with God's word now I have to say that as I look back over my 32 years of recording there are songs that I've recorded that I would not record again <laughs> <laughs> because I've changed and I think I've grown and uh, and my perspective and I'm not going to tell you which songs those are but <laughs> but I have a number of songs that that I have a, I would I just, I won't even sing today <laughs> Because, uh, you know, I changed my perspective on some things. So, uh, anyway. Now, we've been working our way through a series on the Psalms, and uh, it's been great to see here in the music of the Psalms, uh, even though we don't have the the melodies played out, we have a, a sense of, of understanding the artistic expression of many struggles and frustrations, and yet uh, also the voice of God, which speaks from Psalm 50. There's such a wide collection in all of these psalms. How have, uh, as as an artist, as somebody who is doing all this work, putting these songs together, how have the psalms been influenced you in, in, in sort of that growth and period of your life? Well, I was, I was just asked to speak at a conference, and I chose... Um, in fact, the, the title of my of my presentation was the art of repentance, not meaning how to repent, but how the arts are a good means of communicating repentance, particularly in my case, music. And we worked our way through Psalm 51. Of course, the background to that is, um, you know, Nathan the prophet coming to David after he had sinned with Bathsheba. And, you know, David, uh, I mean, he's, he's so honestly opened up his heart. Now, this is a psalm that it was given to the choir master. So think about writing a detailed repentance, giving it to your minister of music and saying, I want you to put this to music and I want you to teach this to all the congregation and everyone is going to sing my repentance. And that's what David did. And it reminds me that, you know, we are creative in our sinning. I mean, you know, our hearts can be deceitful, wicked, and crafty. We're creative in our sinning. We ought to be very creative in our repentance. And I look through Psalm 51 and see how um, the very first thing David did is, is appeal to the three uh, characteristics of God. You know, he said, have mercy. So God is merciful. Um, he, he shows a steadfast love, and he's compassionate. So David cast himself at the very beginning. It's a great model for prayer. It's a great model for music, um, you know, to remind God, this is who you are, and I'm coming to you on this basis. And then, and then think about, you know, David, he, he, the way he, he called his sin what it was, uh, he called it transgression, which that's a rebellion. Um, he called it sin, which is missing the mark. Uh, and, and he called it um, 
I'm trying to see what the other word here is is, is here that he used. Um, evil. So so, I mean, he he just he did he called it iniquity. So he did the entire scope of what sin really is. He didn't he didn't sweep it under the rug. Uh, he didn't minimize it. He didn't blame anybody. Um, he just called it what it was. And I think about some of the songs uh, that I was able to record, a, a song called I Repent. Um, I can, uh, let's see, how does it go? It goes, um, uh, I lament the hours I have wasted and the pleasures I have tasted that you are never in. And I confess that though your love is in me, it doesn't always win me when competing with my sin. So I repent, making no excuses. I repent, no one else to blame. And I return to fall in love with Jesus. I bow down on my knees and I repent. And a song like that, you know, finds its model um, in Psalm 51. Uh, David gives us the example, you know, don't mince words, don't call it what it isn't. I mean, just call, you know, call it what God calls it. Lay it out there and appeal to the one who is merciful the one who shows us steadfast love, and the one whose compassions never end. Now, having a, a, a career, a ministry of music that has spanned 32 years, um, you've, you've sung a lot of songs in those days. You've recorded a lot of songs. Um, where do you go? I've been asking our, our musicians this question. Uh, where do you go back to? What are the songs that come back to your heart in time of need, in time of trouble and time of, of of struggle in your own heart and time where you need to be refreshed where does what songs pop into your head uh, as, as you go through those moments hmm boy <clears throat> um you know for different for there are different songs for um for different settings one of them is he who began a good work in you um that's uh philippians 1 6 um that's a tremendous comfort to me that God does not begin anything he does not intend to complete. Um, it, it isn't a work that he starts and then walks away and says, okay, it's up to you, good luck. You know, it, He is involved completely from beginning to end. I love that, you know, that chain in Romans um, chapter 8 that talks about for, the, for those God foreknew, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. I mean, it's, it's, it's like this thread of everything from beginning to end that God is involved in that gives me great comfort and great hope. Um, I think about hardships um, and suffering and a song called The Refiner's Fire. Um, you know, can I really, again, believe that God's power and grace are more thoroughly manifested in my life through my own weakness. Um, there's something in each of us, I think, that we want to be strong and whole and self-sufficient. And, you know, we'd love people to just look at us and go, wow, they are so together. You know? <laughs> and yet uh, we know just through examples of, for instance, Paul and his thorn in the flesh and and uh, Peter and, you know, his uh, great weakness of denying Christ. So that in his first epistle, he would talk about um, God's great mercy. Well, he knew about that. So 
you know, I, The Refiner's Fire, another one called In Brokenness You Shine uh, that I wrote with a couple of friends uh, just about the fact that God's uh, grace is poured out in our frailty and our weakness and our, and our suffering. Um, you know, Calvary's Love, I love that song too, just a reminder of the depth of God's uh, mercy to us expressed in Christ. I love We Believe because it's a good statement of um, our, of our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a creed, yeah. So, uh, and you know, another one, Chasing of the Wind um, from Ecclesiastes is just a reminder. Uh, one of the verses is all achievements, all possessions, all with time return to dust. <laughs> you know, I mean, just a reminder that in time, life will trash, trash all your trophies. And when we moved offices, not uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, we moved into a much smaller space, and and um, I mean, by the time we were done, I had a whole pickup truck load uh, full of, you know, of of stuff that we were throwing away. Most of it just with my picture on it. I mean, big posters of me and big, you know, artwork stuff that that the record company had given to me, and giant, you know five by five whatever of my face and you know some glass you know some trophies some awards some you know things that people have given me and no who wants those i mean you know who, do all the guys that work for me want to fill their house with me <laughs> you don't know so i went to the dump and i'm just throwing all the stuff into the compactor and uh and the guy who's running the trash there, overseeing it, looks at looks at looks at that stuff, and then looks at me, and looks at the stuff, and looks at me, and I said, "Yep, yeah, that's me." I said, "You know, this is a good reminder that in time, life will trash all your trophies, so you better have your identity somewhere else." And that's a song like that's a good reminder. It's all a chasing of the wind, and only Christ can be the reason for any meaning in our lives. What a great reminder, especially uh, you know as we've been thinking, as you mentioned of uh, Psalm fifty-one and how David um, he has that as his legacy. Uh, it's not a positive light, but that's his legacy as a, a reminder that uh, he's he has the righteousness of somebody else, not his own. That's right. That's right. And this, in his, you know, the, the proof of his forgiveness was he said, then I will teach transgressors your way. In other words, I will teach other lawbreakers just like me <laughs> your ways, and sinners just like me will return to you. Uh, my tongue will sing aloud your righteousness. Open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. And, you know, that's the result of it. I mean, David still, the, 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 the legacy for David is he was a man after God's own heart, and this, this was a, a piece of it, and a piece of his repentance and turning from sin. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great story. We've been talking with Steve Green and uh, his ministry, which has uh, been around for, he's been singing and ministering music through 32 years his music is still very important to to us, especially here at Songtime. A good friend of our own, Dr. John DeBrine, and I could say a friend of mine as well. Uh, he's been at our conferences last year. and He's with us to tell us a little bit about his heart, his ministry, and the music that has touched him, as well as how the Psalms have influenced him throughout the years. Steve, thank you so much for being a part of our program. 
Happy to. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this interview made possible by our ministry at Songtime Radio. You can find out more information about our ministry by visiting our website at songtime.com, where you can find this and other interviews on our podcast series, as well as our weekday broadcast, which includes teaching, interviews, and music. We also want to encourage you to sign up for our free monthly newsletter. It's got encouraging articles, and there is no obligation to find out more information about our ministry. Again, visit our website at songtime.com. This ministry is made possible by people just like yourself. We are 100% supported by our listeners. So if you have been blessed today, why not join with the many voices together for that one message, the gospel of Jesus Christ, with your donation to the Songtime ministry. To make a donation, you can do so online at our website at songtime.com, as well as by mail. Write to us at Songtime Radio, P.O. Box 100, Barnstable, Massachusetts, 02630, or give us a call. Make a donation over the phone. It's 508-362-7070. On behalf of our entire Songtime staff and our own Dr. John DeBrine, the founder here at Songtime, who encourages you to grow in grace and not groan in disgrace, from Cape Cod, I'm Adam Miller. God bless.